Well, the voice of the Huskies is uh, Rob Rudnick, and uh, joining us. I know you're back in the booth for the first time in a couple of months. How are you feeling? I'm good, thank you. It's great to be back. Missed three months, and that was a long time out, so I'm happy to be here and see Merrimack. We were talking earlier about 1988 and the Merrimack Northeastern Series and bringing back memories of that. And of course, you, you've got the best team you've had since then, probably. Uh, let me ask you, uh, a number of teams have come into the league since the league was formed, and obviously Northeastern is one of the founding members. Uh, everybody has had some success to one extent or another. Merrimack's really the last team that has had it and now finally getting to, to enjoy it this season. How, how important, I guess, to, to the league is it to have a, a Merrimack team that have that kind of success? I think it's important to any league that, the, that the, if you're great from top to bottom, you're the best league. And I think Hockey East can say that. There have been great teams out in the CCHA and WCHA. They win national championships. But at the bottom of those leagues, they, they don't have very good teams often. This Hockey East is fantastic top to bottom. Uh, when you look at this team again, as I said, I know that uh, you haven't been able to see much in the last couple of months, but uh, you've seen a lot of Chris Rawlings over the last couple of years. He's really come along, I think, uh, especially since early on in his freshman year. Played much, much better, and uh, I don't know how many people expected that they were going to be able to follow up Brad Thiessen with a goaltender of even uh, uh, close to that caliber of play, but Chris Rawlings has more than exceeded that, I would think. You know, uh, my partner Bill Doherty has a term he calls the economy of movement. And Chris Rawlings and the great goaltenders, they, they don't flop around back there. They're in control, they square up the shots, they're in the right position, and they don't overreact to things. Brad Thiessen was like that, and Rawlings is playing that way too. Uh, how's Brad doing? I know he's in the Pittsburgh organization right now. I understand he's doing well. He didn't play in the AHL All-Star game the other night. He may have a minor injury right now. I'm not sure, but um, I think from what I hear from the people that stay in touch with him here, he's doing well and on target to perhaps get up to the NHL. And something else that's impressed us with the Huskies this year is uh, the freshmen as a whole, maybe one of the strongest freshman classes in the league, but also especially the play of the freshman defensemen. So many young players are being counted on, and it's not just Rawlings, it's also the job of the guys in front of them. You know, when Boston University would have great teams through the years, we used to say that Jack Parker was the best coach at getting his freshmen to develop over the course of the year to be at their best in the second half. Right. And that's what Greg Cronin, I think, and the coaches are doing here. Potato is fantastic. In fact, Jake Newton, the freshman from last year who left to go to the pros, uh, there's a, you, there'll be a little bit of a reminder there. Someone who moves the puck, very skilled, uh, stays back when he needs to. And, uh, yeah, you're right uh, that these defensemen are, uh, are, the young ones are very good. Well, what's your take on Alexiak? First of all, how long does he stay? And, uh, I mean, from what I've, I've seen, obviously he's a very, very raw talent, but he is so young that you know that, he, that he's got an awful lot of time to develop. I mean, he, he's a type of player that every once in a while a guy like him comes along into the league, a big player, you know, a Hal Gill or, uh, and so on. And some of these guys don't necessarily pan out when they get up to the next level, but he seems to have all of the tools to be able to get there. He does, and you're right. You never know because you could juxtapose Gill with the kid from Maine, uh, Denis Papin, who everybody thought would, would maybe stay a year and then right. go pro, and you never know. Um, he's, a t he's a skilled young man at, a, at, a, at an early level, and uh, the one good thing about Northeastern now is that uh, they've got a number of players that have been drafted and a number of others who could, who could leave. Uh, they spent a lot of years here with four-year players, uh, and so it's different, and it's been a good thing. So you think that uh, he gets drafted, there's still a chance he might stay? 
I, I that's the question I can't answer. <laughs> uh, we're talking with Rob Rudnick, and uh, as we look at this Northeastern club, uh, we we saw you guys back in the beginning of December, and we could tell at that point. Despite, I mean, I still don't know how you guys lost the three games in a row to the Atlantic hockey teams, but I mean, this club seems to be uh, one of the clubs that belongs right in there in that home ice mix, and, and this is an important game for them tonight. It is because they, uh, you and Maine, have some games in hand. So this would be a big game if Northeastern could win it. And anything can happen down the stretch. Maine had a tough weekend last weekend. They have a difficult task this weekend as well. So we'll see. A lot of the scoring has been coming from the top line. I mean, we've seen McNeely and McLeod in particular over their careers have been so strong. I think both guys hit the 100-point mark by now. I think if they, if they haven't both, uh, they're pretty close to it. But, uh, uh, you know, those guys obviously keen the offense. Uh, do you see production coming from any of the other lines the rest of the season? Well, they've had some underperformance from Justin Daniels, Garrett Vermich, and Steve Quayler. And if those guys can step up their game to where they thought they would be this year, I think you'll see another line score. But it, uh, but obviously McLeod and McNeely have been great leaders. McLeod hit that 100-point mark. Uh, McNeely is at 90 points. And uh, I think Northeastern has only had two 20-goal scores this decade, or in the decade of the 2000s, I should say, or the century. And uh, McLeod's at 13, so he could get to 20. Well, before we let you go, Beanpot comes up, starts on Monday, uh, Northeastern takes on Harvard. Uh, handicap the Beanpot for us. Well, I think the Northeastern people like their chances in the first game. Harvard's on a down year. And if you can get to that second night, you know, we used to say anything could happen. But lately, it's been a B-U-B-C Beanpot, and uh, it's been 1988, going back to that year again, Mike, that uh, Northeastern last won the Beanpot, so maybe there's some symmetry here. Right, that's true. How many years is it for you calling college hockey? 33. It's great to see you back in the booth, hopefully another 33. (laughs) Thanks so much, Mike. Have a great broadcast tonight.